Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz composer and violinist Jason K.O. Wong on the 2022 CD Uncharted Faith. Jason always explores the vibrations and language of his history, while compositions are often narrative landscapes through which sonic beings embark upon transformative journeys. On his latest release with J.A. Dean, he keeps exploring. J.A. Dean was called Dino by his friends, and he passed away before the CD was completed. Dino started his musical life touring with Tina Turner and eventually became a great innovator of electronic music, which is by any measure an extraordinary journey. Jason met him in the mid 80s playing together in various butch morris ensembles he gets into the full story of this album covid live shows and so much more enjoy good morning jason hey joe how you doing hey man i'm good how are you all right all right you know jason it's so good to catch up with you because there were so many artists that i talked to as we kind of were going through the real raging parts of this pandemic and i think we spoke in August of 2020, so we're at a very, very, yeah, we're at a very different intersection of space and time, so it's good to see that artists have music coming out and live shows and all of that. Yeah, it's definitely the feeling, I still feel the transition of coming back, you know, uh, being in the room with a lot of musicians rehearsing. I I remember... um, I went I went to, to Paris with the William Parker this past February, and it was a big group. You know, I think how many were there? Maybe blah, 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 fifteen people, and all of us were just think, looking around, going like, "Wow, when was the last time we did this?" You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's been weird phenomenon that goes into it. I think everybody on planet Earth is probably going through some level of PTSD, but I think with musicians. When I was really talking to people around the spring of this year, there was kind of a phenomenon where people were getting back in front of huge groups of people and kind of looking around at all these eyeballs, looking at them, and it was kind of daunting, you know, because it didn't happen yeah. for so long. I think even if you know? even for non non musicians, I I think we all recognize how much um, we we actually need social contact, you know. And, and as a musician, you know, just the uh, the type of music we make is dependent on on human inter- interaction. It, it's um, you know, I really, really, everyone really missed it. So you know, doing yeah. all those events we did on Zoom is almost is was quite surreal. Yeah, it certainly was. In fact, the other night I went and saw a longtime drummer from Kansas City. His name is Arnold Young, and he's probably one of the best avant musicians that we have and he has a group called the Rostovsky played to a pretty good crowd and it was amazing i mean yeah just the amount of amount of cats that were on stage what they were doing there was a vibes player a french horn he's on the kit a couple sax players no piano um in fact my wife was like i just never see groups without piano and i was like you know they they make it they make it sound right but anyway it was wow. so good yeah, 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 it was really cool. And but it was so good to see all of that kind of happen in person and uh it, I'm just so happy that I don't make these calls saying, "Hey, what are you what are you up to? How are you surviving?" It's more of how are you promoting and what are you doing live now? So it's a great transformation. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. 
Right now, I mean, I, the only thing I like about Zoom is some of these meetings I have for teaching. I don't have to go into New York for that. But yeah. otherwise, the idea of doing things on Zoom is is not that attractive to me. Yeah. Well, Jason, let's let's get right into it. Um, Uncharted Faith is your newest album. Yeah. And I'm curious if this was something that was written over the pandemic or you held out until a certain time. How did this kind of come about? Well, this well, yeah, this was a pandemic um, project, and uh, um, Dino, um, as we all call J.A. Dean, um, we've been friends a long time, since, oof, I think, uh, mid-1980s, um, when we both played with um, Butch Morris. And at that time, Dino was just completing his run working with John Hassel. I think he was trying to transition out of that band. Um, but anyway, we keep in touch now and then, and um, uh, he had just written a book, an amazing book about improvisation. Um, and uh, what is, what is, let me see where the, the title of that book, Becoming Music, Conduction, and Improvisation as Forms of Qigong. And I, I highly recommend it to anyone trying to explore just the, the nature and create a process of improvisation. It's uh, It's not a long book, but it's... It uh, has all his accrued wisdom, and he sent it to me, and so I sent him some um, of my CDs, my trio, the Human Rights Trio, and also the more recent one, my duos with uh, Carl Berger, um, which he liked, and he proposed doing a duo, and um, uh, he, you know, in, in the pandemic mode in which he would, uh, we would exchange tracks. Um, so... All of the music is improvised in his tracks and mine. I think the first step was Dino asked me to record um, about 30 phrases, short phrases, and he would he processes them through all sorts of technology that I, I am only superficially aware of with um, granular synthesis and uh, a variety of programs. And then he, he combined my sounds into his own um, unique sounds. Um, Dino's art very much was being able to explore the essence of sound, what he called the DNA of sound, um, through sampling and processing. And he explored uh, triggers or interfaces where he could play these sounds as a musical instrument. So as he described it to me, he could take a sampled sound and vary the volume, the duration, the pitch, as a performer, um, and he um, was creating these um, lush orchestrations of, of just fantastic uh, worlds. Um, oh, I know. After he sent me the book, he did a concert at the the Red Room, uh, a Zoom concert, um, and I first heard these these his the, the kind of sonic worlds he was creating, and then uh, and then we started collaborating on this project. So. He sent me uh, a number. I think the first four tracks, first yeah, the first five tracks actually. He sent me, um, and that's the order of the CD. Um, and uh, yeah, I started recording, overdubbing um, my improvisations on top of his. So even though it's uh, when you use the word composition, for neither of us are using. We're using um, that process of, of notating sounds and interpret, interpreting that notation and then uh, um, 
and recording. Um, it is composed, though, in that that in, in, if you take that as as the notion of organizing one's um, organizing that the overall you know creation um, that that is is done in improvisation. So if one were to take Dino's tracks and and measure it as far as sections and all that, I think there, it'll be kind of amazing. There's a natural symmetry and flow um, to what he's doing and, and hopefully to what I'm doing. Overall, you know, we've established, obviously, that the world's opening up and things are changing. How does this feel? Is there a level of this release that feels like a phoenix rising, a cathartic venture? What is the overall feeling of, of an album coming out with the chance of live music and kind of getting back to it? For for a lot of reasons, it's, I guess, cathartic. Um, primarily because, you know, when we when Dino sent me the tracks in March, um, he didn't tell me he was ill. He had throat cancer. And he he mentioned it to me, mentioned something about his health in May. Um, but it wasn't until June, late June, um, when I finished my tracks that he told me that he, that he, he was in stage four. And um, which then made me really try to finish everything so that he could hear it. Um, it was really uh, shocking. But we, we had a long talk. It's very remarkable. Dino had a strong belief in the spirit world um, because he... Well, he first, he, he uh, spoke to, you know, when Butch Morris passed away, um, Dino spoke to him through a spiritual medium. And um, I said, really? And he said, you know, the spiritual medium didn't know anything about Butch or the music or what he sounded like. But when he spoke to Butch through the medium, that person um, had all of um, Butch's speech patterns and language that that he that sounded so much like Butch, you know, it was startling. When his wife passed um, several years ago, he spoke to her as well, and the same sort of um, um, experience where the medium conveyed, you know, intimate knowledge and and vocal patterns of his wife, and so he he really believed there there was the spirit world, and um, so he he didn't fear death. And he just saw it as walking through the door to another level of existence. No, he decided he didn't want to go through chemo and all and all that, and he he wanted to be reunited with Colleen, his wife. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, that's incredible. And I, you know, um, conveyed that to him. So, you know, in his last weeks, I. Um, I I tried to complete. I think I was able to complete three of the mixes, and um, and Dino gave me uh, uh, some great insights on how the mixes could go, and I was revising them. And he said, "Okay, that's the right path." Um, you know, things about stereo imaging and placement and things like that. Um, yeah, and then in July, last July, um, he you know, well, actually, it was two years ago, I guess. Um, in July, he, he passed away. So it took me a, a while to return to this project and, and to make um, the release. So I, I, I've, it's, recording has, uh, you know, all those emotions, but also also I'm on a mission that, you know, people hear what Dino, you know, had, had accomplished in his music. And so uh, 
Yeah, so that that was uh, coming out of the pandemic as well. So, yeah, and you you had mentioned already, you know, getting out and performing in front of people. What has that been like? What kind of attention, what kind of appreciation have you noticed now that we're getting back and people are listening and, and engaging with live music again? There, there's the experience of, you know, I did a few concerts where I improvised on Zoom with my trio, and it was it was hilarious because there was so much latency, you know, um, you, you had to play differently in a way in which, you know, because it was impossible to play, like, in, in the groove. Um, so you had to feel the pulse and and, um, and, and sort of feel like that that, that would happen. Um, so to be back in the room and find, find you know, to lock in rhythmically and, um, and just all that energy, psychic energy that goes back and forth, um, faster than thought, you know, to, to, to find that collective empathy in a band, um, is, was really something that we all missed. And, and something more goes on with the live audience. You know, there, there's, uh, there's definitely a difference between even playing in a rehearsal room versus the stage. I think somehow the performance really, there's a, there is a, there is a, um, a, a vibration that you share um, with the audience we, 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 that um, just crystallizes the performance into something as as pure and true as as possible at that, at that um, particular um, time. So performance, the music needs um, performance <laughs> to grow, and uh, yeah, and we all miss that quite a bit. And so there was performances. There's a lot of joy on on stage and off stage. You know that we're doing it again. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm feeling the exact same thing. Yeah. Jason, if anybody wants to pick up Uncharted Faith, learn more about your live shows, whatever's going on in your world, where is the best possible place for them to go? Uh, well, um, I have a Bandcamp page under my name. Uh, my last name spelled H W A N G. And then my website is uh, my full name dot com. So Jason Ko Huang dot com. Uh, so it's J A S O N K A O H W A N G dot com. And I, I list all my performances there. Beautiful, Jason. It's been great to catch up with you. I'm looking forward to getting this out to the neon jazz community. So thank you for catching up with me again. It's so great to hear cast out there that have uh, picked it back up and we're getting back to it. Joe, thanks so much for keeping in contact and keeping our conversation going and really for all the work you're doing to support the music and, and get all our, our sounds out to the public. Thanks, Thank you very much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, L.A., Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Jason for his time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on either iTunes or Spotify. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.